0: This week's episode brought to you by Stand Down Desks. The stand-up, sit-down desks that will make you wonder why you ever thought you could stand at a desk. We've all seen trendy hipster companies with skinny, beautiful people standing behind desks that are four feet off the ground. Well, now you can believe that you can stand behind a desk and look that good, too, with stand-down desks. Experience the shame and self-loathing that comes with standing for 20 minutes before admitting defeat and pressing the oversized down button to put your desk at a normal height. You know, the height where you sit, you fat piece of shit. Stand down, the only way to admit defeat. Visit sdd.com and enter HMT at checkout to admit defeat today. What up and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your schlubby hosts each week are Bryce Hansen, the cool collected nihilist, and David Day, a 420 who is always blaze it. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. I'm David Day. I'm Bryce Hansen. and it's 4:20 today. Bryce, what do you think about that? 4:20. <laughs> this does not affect our lives very much at all, but it's except n- for David.
1: He's a vape master.
0: I am a vape master. Actually, I did stop by. So we live in Washington State. I'll have you know, and pot is legal here. That being said, I freak out when I have THC, so I don't do that. But I do enjoy the benefits of CBD. So yesterday, I had to stop by and grab some more CBD for my little vape pen, and uh, and I ha- so anytime I, s- I get a new kind, like I get a new strain or something like that. I, it takes a little while for me to get used to it and it does a thing to my head a little bit. So I I vaped a little bit last night. It helps with my aches and pains. Uh I I'm training for a half marathon, which is maybe the gayest thing I could say. And um <laughs> and uh so I took some of that some of that new CBD last night and then I had the longest night of my entire life. It was as though I was deep asleep but also awake experiencing the sleep so i experienced 8 hours of sleep in real time <laughs> last night
1: you, so you didn't actually fall asleep i,
0: di- I was dead asleep it's just it, i'm so confused it just it, it's just you know how usually you don't like it like sleep is a time warp hmm. this was not a time warp i felt like i was asleep for at least 8 hours <laughs> like i experienced that time we should have recorded this at 4.20.
1: Oh. We did it in the morning. Well, uh,
0: what are you talking about? It's like 4.19 right now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it just turned 4.20.
0: <laughs> really excited. We got a great show for you guys. To... <laughs> great show for you, for you guys today. Uh, we, we're reviewing The Curse of La Llorona. Llorona. Yeah, I think that's how it's said. Okay. <laughs> we're, and, uh, and while the movie, eh, we got, some, we got some scorchers going on for the review and the spoilers, so stick around. You're going to love it. Today, as I said, we're talking about The Curse of La Llorona, and we'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10. If you need to help interpreting that, then you're dumb. 5 is average. Let's put it that way. Ten is great, one is terrible. After we give Stop our... talking down to our audience, David. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm talking up to them. I'm saying I, I believe in you. <laughs> After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later in the show, we will be doing a bit called Taglines, which is a bit where Bryce and I come up with alternate taglines for the movie that could be funny, or dumb, or cringeworthy, but uh, only time will tell to see how hilarious, or not, our taglines bit will be today, and also we will be doing It Came From Social Media. Got some more people hitting us up on social media, got some really cool stuff to share about that, and so let's get into the show, but first, we're gonna plug ourselves and whenever i say plug ourselves when i'm editing the episode i'm like
1: ooh poor choice of words yeah
0: but we're going to plug ourselves
1: i mean pl- i plug myself but only in the privacy of my ho- own home with my
0: wife there it is <laughs> Our website is HorrorMovieTalk.com Talk! <laughs> I don't feel... I'm unco- sorry. I feel uncomfortable. I'll have to talk with my manager. From there, you can find links to all our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, the Gram, you know, YouTube, Reddit, all that kind of crap. We post new episodes every Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe on your platform and leave a review of the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or somewhere else.
1: So here's here's the goal that I have for iTunes, hmm. and it's a lofty goal, <laughs> because we only have 17 reviews, but to be a Rotten Tomatoes uh, reviewer, mm-hmm. or external reviewer, you have to have 200 reviews, iTunes reviews, ah. and have at least a four-star rating. So, you know, if you want to get us on our way to 200... There you go. Drop off and a review on iTunes. Or
0: if you really want to make sure we never make it there, <laughs> you can also do that. I mean, I'm just saying it's an option. Uh, you can support the podcast by buying or renting any movie or any product at all on Amazon. If you click through the link at the top of our page at whoremovietalk.com, it's on the top of every page. It says spend money on Amazon, and it's a green link. And anytime you make a purchase through there, it doesn't add any extra cost to your purchase. It just gives us a little piece, a couple cents here and there. So help us out by doing that. Also, if you'd like to support the show and get access to great streaming horror content, go to Shudder.com, that's S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com, and enter HMT at checkout, which gets you 30 free days of Shudder instead of the normal seven free days. They got some really good stuff on there right now. I'm planning on hitting up some of them pretty shortly, uh, particularly Halloween two and three. So again, go to Shudder.com and enter HMT at checkout. You get 30 day free trial to Shudder. Thanks again for listening. And let's get into the show. <laughs> Thank you. We went and saw The Curse of La Llorona, and wow, what a disappointment. This is the only ghost who is 100% kept out by shutting doors and windows. Yeah, it's a little
1: logically inconsistent, because La Llorona has the power to unlock doors in a car from the outside. But... I
0: I can't. I can't. Can't step over. I can't even. This movie... This movie could have been so much more than it ended up being, which is just another low-effort jump-scare factory. Even the jump-scares were boring and predictable. The Curse of La Llorona really just wants to take your money and give you next to nothing for entertainment value. I don't know a lot about Mexican folklore, but I don't think that this does the actual story any justice at all. So with that gleaming review, let's play the trailer. Tristan. I'm very sorry about your loss. It's your fault! I can't even imagine how you must feel.
1: Your children... Breaking. Breaking. ...are safe now. But have they heard her crying? Have they felt the sting of her tears? They will. And she will come for them.
0: La llorona here that was the i think that was the second trailer i really liked the first trailer it was very effective and got me amped to see this movie way back when
1: well yeah the teaser was the scene in the car yeah and that was one of the two more effective scenes in the whole movie yeah and so i wish they had done more of that instead of Just copy-pasted jump scares from
0: other Conjuring movies? This fucking movie. I'm going to take my shoes off. That's how angry I am (laughs) right now. Here we go. Taking them off. The shoes are off, people. The shoes are off. So, the Curse of La Llorona can be found in theaters. So, I'm just going to murder all these uh, Spanish names and pronunciations just through the whole thing. Just out of disrespect to this movie and the fact that I'm not very good at that, so deal with it the curse of la Llorona can be found in theaters right now i would recommend maybe not going to see it maybe wait until that hits some streaming stuff so the the let me let me give you a brief synopsis a rundown if you will of the curse of la Llorona, which is directed by michael chaves i assume that's actually chavez <laughs> or chavez and follows a family of... <laughs> we
1: should just do the whole episode with <laughs> with, just straight American accents through the whole thing. Chaves. <laughs> Mariah. Oh, it's Maria. Yeah.
0: All right, whatever. <laughs> so it was directed by Michael Chaves and follows a family of three who recently lost their father, who was a cop. Anna, played by Linda Cardellini, is a mom... I model. believe it's Cardellini. Cardellini. <laughs> is the mom of Chris, who's played by Roman Christau and Samantha, who's played by Janie Lynn Kinchin. Anna is also a social worker who works for CPS in L.A., and at some point early in the movie, she receives a tip that one of her cases is being handed over to her co-worker because she's too overburdened by single motherhood. She fights her boss for the right to go check on Patricia Alvarez... Who is played by per- Patricia Velasquez, and ends <laughs> and ends up with more than she bargained for. <laughs> <laughs> Ma. Ma. Ma, the French through a series of boring events, Anna releases Patricia's kids from a closet that was protecting them, and the kids are gobbled up by a deadish bride called La Llorona. Patricia seeks vengeance on her caseworker, Anna, and prays to La Llorona that she takes Anna's kids in return for her own. What follows is a predictable and, lo- and slow jump scare movie that failed to make me care about anyone at all. <laughs> I would have been just as happy had La Llorona eaten the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> I am giving this a low 4 out of 10.
1: Yeah, I, I'm struggling on this one. 'cause I really do think that, as far as horror movies go, this is what you can expect this is from, pretty standard from, fare. from any movies, yeah, from any horror movie, so by my own scale, I'd probably give it a five Just because it's like no, actually, no, I'm gonna give it a four because the five I give it when I get what I expect from the movie. And I probably had, like, a little bit higher expectations yeah. with this one. Um, and I, I think I felt more explicitly bored in this movie than I did in, like, The Prodigy. I think I gave The Prodigy a five. Yeah. You gave The Prodigy a four. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's about as good as The Prodigy if you saw that one. Yeah. Which,
0: don't. <laughs> <laughs> the the You touched on an interesting point, which is... Standard horror fare. This is definitely standard horror fare. But as far as movies go, standard horror fare is a little lower than average on that bar, I think. Yeah. So this is not good. And it's not even average. It's a little bit below average. It doesn't commit any horrible mortal sins. It's it's a movie.
1: It's just boring. Yeah.
0: The Really, the mortal sin it commits is it took my money. <laughs> and it didn't deserve it.
1: Uh, yeah, there. I mean, there. There's. I wrote down in my notes. I feel bored already. <laughs> yeah. At probably like a third of the way into the movie, maybe. Yeah.
0: It. It just really. It just really just <sighs> low energy. Yeah. Just really low energy. Yeah,
1: it's like the Jeb of horror movies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with that, let's transition into. Sp- Spoilers. Spoilers yeah. yeah I'm gonna have to ask you to go ahead and come in on Saturday. That let's 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 start off with one trailer before we actually get into the spoilers. Let's talk about that Child's Play Child's trailer. Play trailer.
1: Yeah, not looking a little iffy. Looking a I little mean, iffy. Like they <laughs> they gave like a small glimpse of Chucky's face and it's like
0: oof. Yeah, it's well, really not what I wanted to see. What was the choice there? Why didn't you just do the original animatronic doll? Like yeah. that would have been way way better than the, the than whatever that thing was.
1: Yeah, I mean kind of the point of child's play is that it looks like a doll yeah that a child would play with thus child's play and this one looks like
0: a fucking creepy doll that's going to rape you it looks like it looks like it was um, completely computer generated yeah also. I don't
1: know I'm almost wondering if they're actually gonna do the same storyline as the original whether it's gonna be like the voodoo thing or whether it's gonna be just uh. an AI. Oh, cuz they're really like clueing in on the technology part of of Chucky. Yeah. Like, oh, you can talk to all your devices and I'm like, huh, is this going to be like a Skynet situation except Chucky Skynet?
0: It's also or are they
1: going to do the Voodoo route?
0: It's also looking kind of uh kind of hacky, like really hacky. <laughs>
1: I like, mean, look. Was, I, look the
0: child, was the original
1: Child's Play not? That's not, not hacky? a criticism.
0: That's not a criticism. <laughs> that's just an observation. I'm saying in the trailer they made it look hacky, yeah. like just sh- full of schlock, like chock full of schlock. And and that's
1: fine. Yeah,
0: I don't know. It could be like that's it, that's fine. There's a couple
1: like weird choices that they're that they made in it. I mean, first the design of the doll. Second. Casting Aubrey Plaza as the mother, yeah. Like, I don't know. I love Aubrey I, I'm Plaza. Not, I do too, but I love her. I don't see her as like the concerned mother role. Yeah, I'm pulling that off.
0: Well, I think so. Um, the the child's play movies have a real like. You want to talk about cult status? Yeah. Like they just really have all of them have a pretty good. <laughs> pretty good track record of being just a cult favorite and I the way this looks just the trailer it looks like it could really be leaning heavily on trying to 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 continue that legacy of just trying to be a super hacky schlocky slasher that's I mean if she if Aubrey Plaza ends up being like basically a mom who doesn't care or something like that, that could work too. And that's that's who Aubrey Plaza is. She don't yeah. care. She don't yeah, give a shit. Maybe That's why I love her so much. Because She just I, wants nothing to do with me. I have concerns. But let's talk about La Jarona. Yeah, actually, bef- and before we get into the actual spoilers of the movie, I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a summary of the actual myth or legend of La Llorona. The folklore for the real story begins with a beautiful but poor woman. Now, I now I did some extensive research. I visited um Google, I visited Wikipedia. That's it. The I folklore mean,
1: This is the same folklore that they put in the movie though. It's not that different.
0: Yeah, no, it's this is yeah, it's it's fairly similar, but in the movie it's not it's spelled out quite so uh explicitly. The folklore for the real story begins with a beautiful but poor woman named Maria. Maria catches the eye of a wealthy man who decides to marry her, much to her chagrin, and they build a life together, complete with two kids. As the man works in many faraway lands, he frequently leaves for work, and each time that he does, he becomes more and more distant and less interested in Maria. Finally, one day he returns with a new wife, and Maria is so distraught that she takes her kids down to the river and drowns them to spite her husband. She realizes what she did and drowns herself. Upon trying to get into heaven, she's told that she can't get in until she finds her children and brings them with her. La Llorona is the ghost or spirit of this sad, crying woman who hangs out near rivers looking for kids, also like other bodies of water. I mean,
1: she was just... I mean, this
0: guy was a real jerk. Yeah, she was a real jerk. She frequently mistakes other kids for her own and drowns them upon realizing that they aren't the right ones. Which seems like a little bit of an extreme to me. Like, if, you know, if you're like, hey, are you my kid? And they turn around and they're like, no, lady, I've never seen you before in my life. Also, you're creepy. Don't drown them. Just let them go. But then it wouldn't work. So I guess good job on drowning all those kids, La Llorona? Question mark? This is a pretty compelling folktale that has been passed down through many generations of Mexicans to the point that I have found lots of interesting comments about how people's grandmothers would warn them about going near the water for fear of being caught by La Llorona. And to me, this smacks of a really great way to get your kids to respect the power of rivers and bodies of water by scaring the shit out of your kids. Yes. With monsters and ghosts. (laughs) I'll tell you what.
1: (laughs) I don't know if I told this on the podcast, but... I mean we both read that article about the Inuit. Yes. That mm-hmm. that use that don't use anger at all when rearing their children. They're just super super calm, stoic. But one of the things that they do is they scare the shit out of their children by telling them scary stories. So right. if you're around thin ice there's like a thin ice monster right. I don't want to go around and fall in
0: because it's constantly life and death scenarios in the in the arctic right it's everything and, is out to kill you you're not in a hospitable place
1: so i took it upon myself to test out this theory i did too and <laughs> not in a life threatening situation but more of you're bothering me situation ooh so, <laughs> wow you're almost evil so this was 2 months ago probably and my son eston just gets out of the bed all the time like it's just a given that he's going to get out of bed and come find us at least 3 or 4 times Good after we put him down god and so so you I, hit him right i told him a story hmm. i told him they're asking for a story so i told him a story about the hallway monster
0: hmm.
1: that <laughs> that would eat little children at night that came out of bed after their parents put them down. High stakes. And then so you instantly, instantly, he was, like, crying. Like, <laughs> like I don't want to be here. Let's, because we're, we're staying at my parents' house right now while, while like, uh, our kitchen is torn apart. Yeah. Um, he's like, I don't want to be here. Grandma's house is infested with hallway monsters. <laughs> Take, I want to go back home and sleep in my own bed. I'm like, oh no, son! The it's, hallway
0: monster's there too. <laughs> you really can't escape the hallway monster anywhere you go. He lives in hallways, and then... <laughs> he follows you everywhere.
1: <laughs> and then I, I, I tried to hedge it, saying like, well, to to scare away the hallway monster, all you got to do is make fart sounds, and then he'll, because. I negated
0: the whole usefulness of the story. No, because
1: I wanted them to still be able to go to the bathroom. Oh, the bathroom.
0: You don't leave a chamber pot in their room?
1: (laughs) So immediately, like, I had to roll it back and be like, no, there's no, I just made it up. There's no hallway monster. It was just a story. Blah, 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 blah. Last night, he was like, you Mm. know, if we make fart sounds, we'll scare away the hallway monster, right? I'm like, son, there's no...
0: Oh no! I've oh, done, no. I've done something no. horrible. So yeah. he is—he is,
1: he is all—he is very, like, keyed into scares, and he is very nervous about the hallway monster. So use frightening stories with caution. I have a similar... only use them in life-threatening situations because your child will be damaged by them.
0: <laughs> it's an inter- It is an interesting uh, experiment that you can you can do on your little human test subject. I had a similar thing. With uh with Charlotte where you know, we're potty training right now. She's about two and a half, a little more, and uh really, really just reluctant to go poop mm-hmm. on the potty. She sits there and holds it in. And so yeah, when we read that article we were like, Maybe we can make a poop monster that comes down from the ceiling and grabs little kids who don't poop after a couple minutes. Mm. <laughs> now Now she'll never want to sit on the potty. I'm safe in my diaper. Well, there. Well, no. Uh, I can't remember <laughs> how it worked, but I, I had like she, she called our bluff immediately. She was like, "There's no poop monster," <laughs> and furthermore, I can sit here forever. And then I was like, I was like, I yelled downstairs. I was like, "Hey, Carrie, I could use some help on this poop monster. If we could make him a little more real." Carrie from downstairs goes. <laughs> And Charlotte's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And and she's like crying. And she's like, she's like, and then she she poops immediately. (laughs) And and then it became, you know, then the poop monster started invading her thoughts all the Uh time. And I had to come out and be like, there's no poop monster. And that was months. Two months, three months ago. And to this day, every once in a while, she'll come back to me and check. She'll be like... Because I I was like, Charlotte, we made it up. Poop monster was mama. (laughs) Mama's a poop monster. And she's like, yeah. So even now, she'll be like, poop monster was mama. And I'll be like, yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And she's like, he's not real. like, nope. She's not. He's not real. Right. (laughs) And she just checks over and over. It's like, wow, this is a dangerous... A dangerous game to play yeah, with your kid's you, mind. Yeah, another
1: another example. I was just telling Esten about the the picture of the black hole that they took oh, yeah, the other I day, this. and I was just explaining about. Oh no! I I showed one of these YouTube videos explaining what a black hole was, and then he was just instantly terrified of black holes as well. That's it. I mean, and, and then my wife yelled at me, just like, "Don't!" He told you he was scared. Before you started the video, stop scaring the shit out of our children. <laughs> stop when he says stop.
0: No means no, Bryce.
1: Yeah, I went I'm... off the assumption that if you teach them about a thing and it let will them know more information, scary. like it'll be less scary. But it was like one of these animated it was the curse gazad. Videos it has like the little cutesy animations on it.
0: Oh, you mean the but most terrifying videos on YouTube
1: that you know it kind of feature a cartoon of someone getting ripped apart by a black hole. I don't know. I thought he would have appreciated the educational value of it, but he just uh, mostly appreciated the
0: the person getting ripped apart by a black hole. Everybody's a critic. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be scared of something, a black hole is is a is a real thing that is actually terrifying. Yeah.
1: Holes. Are the most terrifying thing in the world.
0: Let's as, let's draw as it back evidenced a bit. by
1: our our uh, getting way off track by our polls that showed that sinkholes are scarier phenomena than
0: earthquakes by one percent. Earthquakes are scary. by statistical significance. <laughs> so basically, if you hear back to La Llorona, if you hear her crying, oh, we got to talk about this shit now. You're pro- <laughs> if you hear her crying, you're probably marked for death. So the movie starts in earnest in 1973 in L.A. Anna is a caseworker that takes it upon herself to visit Patricia Alvarez, who has her kids locked in a closet with a bunch of eyes drawn on the door. She has Patricia's kids taken in protective custody because, you know, that looks like a crazy thing to do, lock your kids in a closet with a bunch of eyes all over the door. But, of course, that's the wrong thing to do, and Patricia is fit to be tied while the kids are in some sort of prison for kids they're haunted by la llorona and a low speed chase ensues down a series of corridors in this kid prison and uh, la llorona is kind of like coming at them uh, and that actually you know that that part of this movie was pretty effective i i kind of like the low speed chase cuz it was it was unnerving a little bit here and i don't there. know I, kids I, walking down a hallway all spooked
1: i'm I'm labeling this the spooky house syndrome where the the production design is so over the tro- over the top trying to scare you that it's distracting to me. Yeah. That I'm like I mean does it
0: have to be that way cuz there's, there's so many filters, so many filters and like and dim light and Well,
1: yeah, it was like dim light. The lights were like a sickly green. Yeah. I'm like what? It worked like, okay though. I mean, not for me. Like, I hate that no. stuff now. Like, okay. it's it's green and all the lights flickered and it looked like it was some Soviet-era bunker that was in lockdown mode. Yeah, it sure did. You know, after it's been abandoned for a hundred
0: years. Huge kid prison.
1: But it's just, you know, it it would just be like a hospital. It would be a brightly lit hallway. Yeah. And it's it's okay to show that. Like, in in you, fact, it can be you, much you, more
0: effective that way. Yeah,
1: if it's just a brightly lit hallway, and then you see a spooky monster out in the middle of nowhere, then like it's more unnerving to then, me. Goddamn! If it's if it's familiar, yeah. But I've never been in a spooky green lit hallway that kid prison. had intermittent electricity, right? And it probably just it wouldn't even scare me if I was in that situation, and probably more annoy me.
0: Like what is why did they light this place this way? <laughs> Was this intentional?
1: And a side note, the theater we were in had flickering lights. Did you notice that? It bothered the Yeah, fuck it bothered out of the me.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it you know what? That that is a that's a job risk. Because I never would have noticed that had I not had to constantly look down and write things in my n- little notepad. Yeah. Because it was flickering on the white of the notepad, but I never would have noticed it had had it not been. Oh,
1: I notice it out of my notes. periphery, just like the halogen. one was like within within the uh, field of vision. It just bothered me so
0: much. Yeah. But I mean, Regal ninety nine, man. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while since they updated that theater. If you li- if anybody from Regal ninety nine is listening right now, you know I've. I've change the lights. Change just change the lights, and maybe you know fix the busted speakers. Yeah, that would be cool too. Just listen to
1: the speakers and see if it sounds like a trash can.
0: Does it sound like somebody put a pencil through it? Okay, well you know just get a new just one. turn that one off. You took you took just unplug it. Like twelve dollars out of my wallet for the Curse of La Llorona. So pretty pretty sure, and it was not it was not an empty theater. Yeah, it was a pretty pretty packed first night. Once Patricia's kids are killed in this kid prison by La Llorona, Anna is called to this Anna, the CPS worker, the the main character in the story is called to the scene of the crime, which is where the bodies were found under an overpass in the middle of the night. Because she is a single mother and a character in a horror movie, Anna brings her kids and does the most 70s thing in this movie, leaves them in the car alone with the doors locked, which I learned it's not okay to do anymore. You can't leave your kids in the car alone. You can't do it, even for a minute.
1: Yeah, it's a weird
0: time that we're living in. It really is. I have a a fairly in-depth story about that, but uh, I'm going to save it for some other time because I don't want to be nailed to a cross by any freaking weirdos that are like, You left your kid in the car! It's like, "Mm, it's not that simple. It was one minute. I walked away and came back, and then a crowd of people—Goddamn you (laughs) people— (laughs) on the other hand i on the other hand this is exactly why i'm not worried about my kid because everybody else is (laughs) so fucking worried about my kid everyone's so fucking worried about my kid that i can't take two steps away from my car you fucking losers yeah like there
1: there's these there are these scare stories coming out of the news about parents leaving their kids in a hot car yeah
0: this was in January
1: with in the, the windows, northwest. When the windows rolled up and the child dying or close to death and being saved by someone by breaking through a window. So everyone equates any child, no matter what age, in any weather condition any time in of the day in any car in any situation oh, to be a death trap now. You know
0: why? Because they're fucking idiots. <laughs> Because they can't, they can't take, they can't take things and, 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 and work and, and they, ooh, ooh, I'm getting, I'm losing it.
1: I, this is a constant battle with my wife of freedom versus safety. Yeah. And I'm like, the risk, the risk of dying is, you know, always there. I get it. But it's so low that it's just and if if you, you have if to you take, do the math you can you can be a responsible
0: right. adult you have to you have there are it's always circumstantial there are always rules right so what time of day is it what time of year is it what's it like outside what kind of neighborhood is this mm-hmm. what kind like is our are there crackheads nearby? Like, these are all factors that you have to factor in. And if the answer is this is low risk, then guess what? Don't talk to me about it. Right. I appreciate your concern. I do. But you're dumb.
1: If I'm if I'm going to give my daughter a ride from our house to my parents' house, which is about a mile and a half away yeah. on surface streets... Should I be deathly afraid of her safety if she doesn't have a child seat for that journey? And
0: now, see, now you're, this is, oh, man, people are going to murder you. Although all you did was ask a question. Look, here's all I'm saying. I got left in the car all the time in extremely hot weather. And look how I turned out. Yeah. Lots of heat stroke. What was I even saying? We were talking about the... The car and oh yes yes so Anna leaves the car and leaves her two kids in the car alone with locked doors yeah so basically this whole
1: scene was the trail or the teaser right that got us on board with this movie and it is for me one of the two scenes that actually worked in the movie definitely that were interesting and isn't a scene that I've seen a billion times before.
0: That being said, if you go, if you watch the trailer version of this, it's way more compelling than the movie by like, a, by like two points. So if, if this, if, if the way that this scene pans out, turns out to be a eight out of 10 for you, the trailer turns is, is a 10 out of 10. It is really compelling well, in the or trailer. What were the
1: changes? I, I thought it was pretty much the same.
0: There was a lot of time cut out. There was a lot of, like, they added boring minutiae in mm. in the movie, okay. which is, which which just kind of served to just pull it down a couple notches for me. Okay. The
1: other scene, just while we're on the topic, the only other scene that worked for me was the bathtub scene where the girl is in the bathroom alone in the bathtub and then La Yorona her creepy hands black goopy hands reach out and start washing her hair and it is one of the genuinely creepy scenes yeah and both of those scenes the the car and the bathtub scenes the most effective parts of them were not the jump scares it right. was the situational like creepiness right this is this is more situational creepiness, people. Right. If you're making a horror movie, stick with the situational creepiness and not the. Let's look down this hall slowly. What's behind that dark door? What is it? Oh, it's nothing. Oh, it's it was nothing. All jump scare. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's the formula for all these movies. Jump now.
0: scares rarely happen in real life. Although I got to experience one walking into this room this morning. <laughs> Bryce just leaves his house open so I can walk in in the morning on Saturdays, and I walked in and I opened the door and Bryce just screeches, <laughs> scream, and closes ninety porn windows, and then <laughs> and turns around and you know looks and he's like, "What?" So that was a jump scare. That really nothing. Happened. nothing, 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 nothing. Chris, Anna's son, doesn't follow instructions well and ventures out into the night to view the dead bodies. And, of course, he meets La Llorona, and she puts hands on him. The car scene where the kids are holed up in the car uh, with the ghost trying to get in works really well. She she pops the lock. She tries to roll down the windows, and, and then um, it culminates with a jump scare of his mom jumping into the car and being like, Hi, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. The rest of the movie from here on out is a big mashup of slow pacing and predictable jump scares, that culminates in a showdown between a local shaman and La Llorona in the family's house. It's most of this movie is not worth talking about in the same way that a lot of Slenderman isn't worth talking about.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of just copy paste. Uh, scares in this movie and a lot of like copy paste tropes of the characters that are never really established like the shaman it's never really sold and i can't i i think that part of that's the writing but a lot of it is the actor yeah he was so low energy
0: oh he's basically
1: dead the guy that played i i mentioned him the actor um on a previous podcast and i incorrectly named the character from breaking bad that he plays. It wasn't, um, Oh yeah. Whatever. Uh, I can't He's remember. The what, first bad guy. I can't remember the name that I said, but his name in breaking bad was Tuco. Mm-hmm. Um, so Top. the guy that plays Tuco on breaking bad is the shaman in this movie. And he is so like deadpan, deadpan that it's, there's no characterization and the script calls for kind of like a, Sarcastic,
0: yeah, a little bit of a, a, a or, light kind of. He he is a little bit of uh, what do you call it? Jesus Christ, how am I... Uh, comedic relief, basically. Yeah, uh,
1: the two, the the com, the comedic relief from that character f- fell so flat. It, it was like painful. It was like oof. I feel sorry for these for these filmmakers because there's a there's two times where they use this joke. There's and and it was um, he's describing the, you know, the magic or whatever he's using. And then something really creepy. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was he was doing uh, eggs, doing this egg thing where he was blessing these eggs and he was going to crack them. And however much blood came out tells you how haunted things are just like all right cool premise and then he breaks an egg and there's a bunch of black goo in it and she's like oh i've seen this trick before on the tonight show and then the eggs start spinning around crazily and bursting like like explosions and he goes ta-da
0: did you see that trick on the Luna show because
1: it was funny but it it's not even that that the
0: delivery was bad, it's that the character, you know how Bryce how you reacted when Bryce retold that joke? That's exactly <laughs> how you react in the theater when you watch this guy do that. It, 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 it has a really accurate portrayal of of what this scene yeah. was. It's, so it's a... cringy when Bryce says it because it's exactly that cringy in the theater.
1: And then there's a callback at the very end of the movie where he goes ta-da. No. And just silence from the theater, the th- not even just like a, heh, just nothing
0: there. So there so were, could have,
1: could have done better casting on that.
0: There was the casting was not very tight, tight, tight in our audience there. I think it's fair to say that there was a majority of Hispanic viewers in the audience. Yeah. And I, I don't, I I can only assume that it's because this is, this is a, a story from Mexico that has been passed down from generation to generation. And this is something that many Hispanic viewers are interested in, or at least have heard of before. And I'm not going to cast aspersions or anything like that. But I will say that if, for example, if there are certain audiences that react differently, this audience, I would have expected to You know, had the movie been good, I would have expected big, raucous applause or or some sort of audible reaction. No one was impressed by this movie. No one.
1: I heard like one chuckle. There were teenagers.
0: Most of these people were teenagers and nothing. So, God help you, Curse of La Llorona. Yeah. It was not good. So, you had a thing about Uncovered Pools. Oh, yeah.
1: The real killer is uncovered pools. Mm. That's like <laughs> the thing that the house had this uncovered pool. And this was a different time because if you're going to worry about your kids dying or drowning, I wouldn't worry so much about the supernatural weeping lady coming and drowning your kids. I'd be worried about them just falling into a pool and drowning because yeah. kids
0: are stupid. God damn, are they just bent on dying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so cover your pools, people, because the the La Llorona is going to suck your two year old down into the depths and ruthlessly murder them. Yeah, um,
1: can skip to what about yes, that? We about a lot. What about
0: this. that evil tear goop?
1: Yeah, so we're introduced to the shaman character by he comes to the uh, the scene of the first house what's it patricia's he, he comes to patricia's house and there's a bunch of spooky black goo that he scoops up into a little vial because you know some he, he's he's going to do something with that goo yeah
0: science and what did he do with the goo he made anti-venom <laughs> his words not mine he made he said he, they're like what's that and he's like this is the tears of la llorona and they're like what are you well, doing with it? What are you doing with it? He's like
1: anti-venom.
0: Like, Jesus, and that's why I wrote,
1: wrote down. This is where the movie goes full retard. <laughs> you said the R word. Uh, um, yeah. So this is this is the caliber of movie we're talking about.
0: Although there was a point in the movie where Anna and her, I assume, boyfriend slash boss, are having dinner with the kids at her house, and they're they're eating pizza. And Anna and her b- potential boyfriend—no, her
1: her her dead husband's former partner.
0: Yeah, but she's like pretty close. I mean, you know, they're they're drinking wine together, and this is where I'm going with this. They're drinking wine out of tumblers, like like pour a bunch of wine into a tumbler. So right there, I was instantly on board because that's my style. You don't put wine in a wine glass. You put it in, like, a mason jar. <laughs> so so that the movie had me on that. And then there was a bunch of, like, really just super generic bullshit. Like, oh, there's a rocking horse in this house. And here's a shot of... Here, to build tension and make it spooky, it's rocking on its own. Oh, no! And there was just a lot of boring, low-stakes bullshit with that um there was an evil dead did you catch the evil dead camera moment uh
1: not so much no
0: so the standoff lasts about 25 minutes and it's it surrounds their house where Ron is trying to get into their house and the shaman is keeping her at bay with different you know shaman-y sort of things and um and oh, so, that's right. When they close the back door. So out. she's going for doors. Right. Yeah. And of course, the, all the X Factor, the kids are the X factor and they're constantly dropping their toys and then like trying to get them. And so they're going out the door. So somebody yanks the kid inside. The kid, he's trying to reach for their, their toy on the porch is, is leaning too far out of the house. And the mom yanks her back inside. And as she does, the camera does the, the evil dead, Angry demon running at you thing. It goes and zooms towards the door in an angry, shaky way, which is a direct callback to Evil Dead. So I did catch that. Yeah. Don't use. I. I, I will say this. Don't use your fucking phone in the theater, you mongoloids. Like it, any anybody who's listening to this show, I'm sure they have proper theater etiquette in mind at all times, but don't use don't open your phone There's this there's this girl in front of us who turned on her phone two or three times i don't know why i just oh, wow
1: feel, i didn't notice that i usually he, notice that i usually lock into that like a laser beam
0: when that happens i'm just i'm just giving a psa right now to anybody who may be listening you i'm sure you know but it's now your job i'm gonna put it on you it's now your job to shame these people and the the way I'm shaming them right now is by using my voice on this podcast to do a PSA. Everyone else, go, hey, put your phone away.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not about the sound of someone calling you or texting you. It's the light pollution yeah. of opening a phone and having a weird source of illumination. So don't do that.
0: Don't do that. That's really rude to everyone else. And I know, you know, I know that the that it feels like you got up, but you don't. Just turn it off. And then, uh, so let's see here. What's next? So then they kind of, they're like, the kids are running away. The The adults are essentially incapacitated, and the kids run into the attic at night. They go, hey, here's a place we can't get out of. Let's go in the spoopy, spo- yeah, I, spoopy I, attic where we can't I, escape. Yeah. I, tur- I turned to
1: David and was like... Quick, let's get into the spooky attic where we can't escape. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> and they go up in the attic, and and uh, it's like one of the the roof
0: pull down ladder,
1: pull down ladder things. Yeah, and the kid is tying a rope around the the door to make sure that it doesn't open up, and he just lazily loops it around the post a couple times and doesn't put a single knot in it.
0: Doesn't even try. Like, just loops it.
1: What? <sighs> Would it be that hard for your movie to just show him putting a knot in it so you don't feel like he's a complete (laughs) R-word? He used the R-word! Like, if if I wanted to remake that scene, they can put a super sturdy knot in it and then have a camera on the knot as it's... As it's uh,
0: spookily being spookily untied.
1: untied by unseen hands.
0: He's a low effort character in a low effort movie about a low effort thing. So yeah. this is a low effort attempt at tying a knot, which is not at all. So I'd just like to posit a, th- a theory that I have. I am the movie champ. of Of the two of us, if there's a champ here of of horror movies, I'm the horror movie champ.
1: Okay. Are you trying to do a, your mom's house thing?
0: Well, yes, a little bit, but I, I think I really do think I am the horror movie champ because I feel like I've definitely seen more horror movies than you. All right. <laughs> One of the actual <laughs> moving on you. I'm going to bring this up forever and okay. you're and you're going to be so upset about it. All <clears right. throat> <laughs> so there was a funny part towards the end of this movie, and that was the kid fling.
1: Yeah. That, I've
0: never seen a kid fly as that, fast or as far as that this was kid flew.
1: The one point in the movie that got the biggest audience reaction was <laughs> this kid being pulled out the door. And it's, uh, you know, in like Django Unchained. <laughs> yeah. When when that one, uh, the the wife is shot with the shotgun and she's blasts out of frame it, it's instantly
0: as, it's as though they tied a rope yeah. around her around her waist and some and some elephant like <laughs> on the other end started stampeding in the opposite direction and she was tugged out of like or it was
1: just like pulled off by like a catapult
0: right like a, <laughs> about
1: <laughs> like she was attached to yeah. a
0: to a crossbow or something yeah yeah <laughs> same thing only with a little kid so there's less resistance yeah. and this kid just goes boo!
1: well it was also it was also jarring because it it went it, from- it shows the kid right at the door frame <laughs> the the story the the whole setup of it is they've sprinkled this tree bark dust or whatever on the on the door sill to keep La yorona from being able to go in just don't break the seal don't don't scoop past this because that's the only thing protecting you and of course stupid kid you dumb, dumb bitch you dumb bitch uh breaks the breaks the sawdust bust the line. seal and so it goes from her being right next to the door and then it shows a reaction of the of the mother saying oh no don't do it and then it goes to a flat shot except of her like being wrenched <laughs> through the frame, except sh- now she's like ten feet away from the door and getting
0: pulled through it, rocketing and outside. So just <laughs> she's the, turned into a into an actual rocket, and she's moving towards the pool. Right. <laughs> yeah, the
1: continuity of like breakneck the speed positioning ever was the more alarming part, and it just. <laughs> It just came off as comedic, yeah, and the whole theater laughed at that sec- at that moment.
0: The movie culminates with uh, stabbing a crucifix through La Llorona's chest, and then she explodes in a CGI explosion. So there you go, that you've lived through the movie by my voice. Now, there I would be remiss if I did not mention that this is part of the conjuring universe. How, might, might you ask, you, you might say, David, how, how is this part of the Conjuring universe? Well, let me, let me just draw a little bit of a, of a uh, parallel here for you. Let's say we're watching a movie about the world's greatest de- detective who solves street-level crime cases and whose parents were brutally murdered in front of him when he was a child in a back alley after a show. The whole movie is about this detective who likes to fight crime. We see him build a case— We watch him fight with thugs. Then, about 66% of the way through the movie, his butler comes into the room where he's reading a newspaper and tells him he needs to remember to eat while handing him a sandwich. As this detective puts down the newspaper to accept the sandwich, the audience gets to see the headline on the newspaper, which reads, Superman saves Metropolis once again. (sighs) Then, our detective goes on to save the day, and we never see or hear about Superman again. That's the extent that The Curse of La Llorona is in the Conjuring universe. They mention an evil doll who haunts people one time. And now, bazinga, this is part of the Conjuring universe. That's, there, was, there was nothing else tying this movie to it. It was a single comment about a doll who haunts people. Yeah. And most of the buzz about this movie is that it's in the Conjuring universe?
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I, I only heard about it like, about a week or two ago. Hmm. Of, I think they were doing advanced screenings or it was at a festival or something, and people were like, "Oh, I didn't think it would be in the Conjuring universe, but it is." Yeah, but it's not like. But it's I not. don't think people were buzzed, and it was definitely not marketed as part of the Conjuring universe. It was more of just like, "Oh, hey." So it's like at the end of Split where it's like shows Bruce Willis's character from Unbreakable, and you're like, Oh <laughs> Wow <laughs> It doesn't really change the movie or affect the movie at all.
0: Yeah, this this is not this is not part of the conjuring universe. Yeah.
1: Other than just looking a lot like every other conjuring movie.
0: Yeah. If you want something that's more closely tied to the Conjuring universe that we have reviewed, go check out our review on of The Nun. I'll include a link to it in the post for this review. Mm-hmm. So final recommendations. Who would like this movie? I'm going to say if you want to make out with someone in a darkened theater and not care about what's happening, The Curse of La Llorona is a great movie for you. Also, if you love The Conjuring Universe so much that one single mention of Annabelle is enough to get you to sploosh in your pants, this is 100% your movie. What do you say? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. And with that, boo on Curse of La Llorona, and let's do some (laughs) taglines. Here's Taglines. Taglines is a bit where Bryce and I come up with alternate taglines to the movie that could be funny or dumb or face uh, or uh, face palmy or something like that. So We tried to be funny, but we're
1: also dads, so that should set your expectation.
0: There you go. And with that... Bryce, you go ahead and you do one. La Llorona.
1: An Espanol favor.
0: That's racist. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here's uh my first tagline <laughs> That's that's the wailing of uh of la Llorona, so that's what you hear <laughs> right uh, before right. right before your death her death or your death the
1: curse of la Llorona. how do you say yawn in spanish
0: <laughs> how do you say yawn in spanish didn't do any if you're a listener that
1: knows spanish tell us how to say yawn in spanish <laughs> here's here's my second tagline
0: He's farting on his dog. Oh. <laughs> that's that's King Ass Ripper farting on his dog. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, Dana. <laughs> She's fine.
1: <laughs> she loves it. <laughs> All right. The Curse of La Llorona.
0: Oh, <laughs> my little pretty one. My pretty one. When you give me some time? La Llorona. <laughs> 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 this one's great. Good job. Good job. Okay. The Curse of La Llorona. god damn it
1: you asshole
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ you know how much research I had to do to get this I'm like I like it. when people start coughing halfway through god damn it <laughs> Oh. oh man <laughs> Jesus Oh I get so much pleasure from hearing people fart The curse of La Llorona
1: this is why we need to build a wall
0: oh. uh,
1: politically
0: incorrect It would definitely it would definitely keep her out though cuz doors, windows, walls, mm-hmm. they keep this this ghost but if you're going to do a fourth one I have a fourth one Okay <laughs>
1: Well, I'll tell you what. Go on. One thing is for certain. Uh-huh. <laughs> this podcast is safe from the hallway monster.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no hallway monster here.
1: Uh, but
0: definitely, definitely at risk from the poop monster. Oh, Jesus, Poop monster is coming to get you, son. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, pfft. <laughs> that was that was funny i'm i'm funny so that's taglines let's move on to it came from social media
1: yes it came from social media to fill the world with terror to bring you unforgettable suspense (laughs) what was it where did it come from Who are the all-powerful creatures that brought from social media? And what did they want on Earth?
0: It Came From Social Media is a bit where we talk about what happened to us throughout the week on our social media accounts, um, particularly on the Horror Movie Talk social media accounts, obviously. So this week I'd like to first thank Dana and Anthony for reaching out to us and letting us know that they like the show. We mentioned Dana last week. Mm -hmm. and uh dana is
1: bringing it with the uh suggestions for games she's like the front runner yeah for for games she's given us like five or six ideas at this
0: point really good ideas so for those of you who aren't in the know uh last couple weeks i've been extending a challenge to our listeners to come up with games or or a new game that we can do basically right now in the show uh, that's easy to do and if if you come up with one that we end up using on the show, I'll, I'll give you a uh, $10, $10 Amazon gift card. Uh, it's going to take a lot to compete with Dana. That's all I'm saying because I really like the one she came up with this week, No Yo Trope, which is a brief summary of she, – she says, After you watch the movie of the week, see which one of you can name the most horror tropes in that movie. Whoever starts the bit can list the tropes already named during your review and then you each give your total number. I like this because I mean this is pretty darn easy. this yeah. is there's, this is easy to do and tropes are hilarious mm-hmm. and if you visit if you visit a, a website tvtropes.org, it's like a wiki of tropes and uh and that is a rabbit hole that you can go down forever because there's a bunch of tropes that you never really realized but are definitely a thing. And so we could kind of use that. I it would this this bit would require us to become pretty fluent in tropes, which mm-hmm. I don't which I think that's just a a benefit to our show overall.
1: Yeah, cuz yeah. yeah. I think, it, it, I don't know. W- would that contribute to just n- <laughs> becoming a jaded piece of shit. I mean, reviewer just be like, "Oh, I've seen every single th- single thing of this before."
0: I mean, I don't know how I could become more of a jaded piece of shit if that's what you're asking.
1: Yeah. True.
0: All okay. Right. Fair. Y- you liked her her second one, which was Live Free or Die Hard.
1: Yeah, this one was was pretty simple, just choosing a horror movie from the year 1988, the year Die Hard was released. And then um, you give a brief overview of the premise of the movie and list at least five main characters by name. And you have to decide whether that character lived free or died hard. And how many times you can't... Yeah, uh, like, sounds easy, but it's probably actually pretty hard. I think that's a pretty good one.
0: Yeah, I Or agree. also,
1: I, I thought you could do... Um, live free or die hard. You could either do a, pick a character from the horror movie and pick a a named character from die hard and see whether you could actually determine (laughs) if it was from die hard or from the horror movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's
1: lots of ways to go with that. I, I like that.
0: Yeah. So thanks, Dana. We really appreciate it. And don't be surprised if you see some sort of iteration of one of those sometime soon. But and this contest still—I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe it's not good enough. Dana. Did we give a deadline for this contest? There's, the deadline is when I find one that I'm that I'm happy with. It's about right. me and okay. my wants All and right. desires. Yeah. So the the other guy who we wanted to reach out to and thank was Anthony, who requested that we review a little movie called Cuso, which is available, I believe, for streaming on Shutter, on yeah. Shutter right now. And he says it's one of the most fucked up films he's ever seen.
1: Yeah, I watched the trailer, and it looks like it. Yeah, it
0: sure does look like it. Looks, looks like a
1: trip. It's got, um, uh, Tim Heidecker.
0: Yeah, it does have in t- it, and Tim. It, and
1: it has who's the other person? Yeah, there was somebody else. Um, who's the guy on? Oh, it had Hannibal Barres. I think.
0: Yeah, it did have Hannibal in it. That's right. Yeah. So he requested that, and then, and then he shared with us a little bit about what he does, which is super cool because he does makeup for six flags, I believe in San Antonio and he's, he's, he's a makeup, a horror. Yeah. So he
1: does like zombie makeup and stuff around the Halloween special time. Right. And does videos for some of the shows and
0: does music videos and movies. He does, he does movie makeup
1: and he builds props year round. So that's, I mean, he showed us a couple pictures of some of his handiwork and we'll put that on the post for this episode and it's really really cool stuff.
0: Yeah, it's impressive shit. To be able to convincingly make someone into a zombie or like a gunshot victim or uh any anything like that and do it all the time, like that's pretty badass. I have I have massive respect for someone who can who can do what they love and and it's not It's not something normal. You know, it's not like, that's a real conversation starter. It's like, what do you do? Well, I turn people into zombies uh, for a living, and I work on music videos and movies. Yeah, that music video he shared was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm going to put that, I'm going to put that in the post. And sparked
1: a conversation between me and David on my obsession with boobs. Yeah, Bryce. David, David has determined that I'm unnaturally obsessed with boobs. And no, there's just I I feel that I have the perfect amount of natural obsession for boobs because I'm
0: a that's straight. Look, no, I have no problem with your obsession with testicles. There there should be pump out testosterone. There should be an obsession with boobs. As you said, you're a male with testosterone and you're straight. So but it's great. More more power. Not
1: not the correct amount, according to. No, 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 no. I'm just saying
0: something's off. No, I'm just saying there's a weird energy there with you. It's. That's, I'm just saying, the energy is a little bit, it's, it's just, uh, always cranked up to 11. And there are plenty of times where I am pretty nonplussed with a set of boobs. No offense to whoever they're attached to. It just, they're just, I've no, seen I, enough.
1: I would be nonplussed with boobs because nonplussed means that you're shocked and, uh, astounded to where you don't know what to say that's that's my reaction
0: i meant to say not interested or less than uh amazed yeah but every boob is amazing to bryce he's in full he's all in on for the ride every time
1: yeah i like i mean
0: hey man that's great i'm just saying how
1: how are you not excited by all boobs
0: i'm a jaded piece of shit (laughs) I've seen a lot of boobs, Bryce. I've been around. Yeah. All right? So, I mean... (laughs) Uh, Uh, The French.
1: David is not impressed with your
0: boobs. I'm... Well, your boobs, I'm very impressed by. Whoever's listening, I'm I'm on board.
1: No, if you're going to send in boobs, send them to Bryce because... He'll appreciate them. Yeah, yeah. He's and David. He's will sure not.
0: Will. I'm. I, well, there's a chance I will. It depends.
1: Unless my wife is listening, in which case, don't send me your boobs. Definitely don't. <laughs> I wonder what percentage of usernames on Reddit are are. Uh, Show me
0: your boobs. PM me your boobs. PM me your boobs. Well, there's that one, that really big one. PM me your boobs. Yeah, there's so many though. Like I come across them all the time. Yeah, there's a a, a legion, an army of uh of boob sharing so anyway thank you dana and anthony i really appreciate you guys reaching out to us really cool thing that you do anthony i'm going to share also share your imdb link because you have produced movies i hope that's okay if not just message me and i will take it down so so with that that is horror movie talk for today Thank you very much for listening. Share us with a friend. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review for us on any old podcasting platform that you listen to us with,
1: but especially iTunes.
0: But especially iTunes. Also, if you're looking to stream some high-quality horror for free for 30 days, go to shutter.com and enter hmt at checkout. Also, if you want to support the pod, go ahead and click through our Amazon link at the top of the page. It's a green button, and we get a little slice, a little sliver, a little, a little, a little taste of anything. People you... like mouth sounds on podcasts, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, if they've, if they've made it this far, they really like the pod. So go ahead and, and buy all your shit from through that link. Uh, special thanks to Dana and Anthony for reaching out to us. If you guys, if anybody listening to the sound of my voice wants to reach out to us, we are ecstatic to have a conversation with you about horror movies or whatever it is. If you're a fan that listens, we want to talk to you.
1: Yeah, and also a couple of people that have reached out have explicitly said like, hey, I'd love to hear your take on this movie. And yes, we will put the movie on a list of movies to review and they will be pretty high priority for us yeah i think the only other higher priority would be if there's a new release new theatrical release
0: right i've got uh right now i've got movies from brad from anthony and another one from boy i can't remember what the other one is it's on our it's on our Asana. so uh i have i do have a list and we will get to them have no fear uh we we will try to make you happy So with that, thank you very much for listening, and have a great rest of your week. We really love you a whole lot. Don't let the hallway monster get you. Yeah. Make fart sounds. Make fart sounds to keep the poop monster away. Bye. Bye. Bye.